Welcome to the Sensible Project Manager Podcast, Episode 4. Today, I will be talking about five ways to improve project communications. Welcome to the Sensible Project Manager Podcast at SensiblePM.com, where you get an insider's edge on practical project management. Now, here is your host, Mark Phillippe. Hi, my name is Mark Phillippe, and I am the Sensible Project Manager. Uh, those of you that have listened to my first few podcasts probably wondering what happened to me. I, uh, re- I recorded and, and released the first three podcasts of the Sensible Project Manager podcast and then disappeared. Well, I had these wonderful people come knocking on my door, virtually, I guess, uh, yes, I, I had the IRS show up and want to talk to me. Uh, I just love it. In the United States, the IRS is our tax people. And yes, I got the lucky draw to have my taxes audited. What a wonderful experience that I wouldn't wish on my uh, worst enemies. Anyway, so that and then my family had some health issues. So... I, basically, I just disappeared for a few, um, almost a year, I guess it's been, since you've heard from me last. And during that time, I also had the opportunity to to really think about what I wanted to do with this podcast, and I, I, I was able to evaluate where I wanted to go with that. And so I've actually spent some time over the last couple of months, I knew that I it, since I had kind of went into oblivion for a little while that I needed to do something that I, I knew I wanted to keep doing uh, the podcast, but I knew I needed to make some changes. So I actually went out and talked to some folks to evaluate what those first few podcasts were about and and, and how I presented them. And, and I'm all about wanting to become a little bit better on, on everything that I'm doing. So as I evaluated that, I decided to take a little bit of time and prepare myself and evaluate what I wanted to do with the website and my podcast. So I've made some changes. Let me tell you a little bit about what what you can expect from me and what I've done in, in preparing that. So first of all, I uh, wanted to put a little different focus on my podcast and my website. And I started to evaluate, okay, what is it that I really want to do? And what I love doing is I love being able to have, uh, bringing in good conversation about project management. I love helping other people with um, learning about project management. So I wanted to be able to increase the conversations. And one of the reasons why um, I chose the topic today for the feature section of this podcast was because I wanted to step up my communications in, in the communication about project management. So I've done a couple of things. I've put a little more emphasis on that, the uh, improving conversations about project management. I've created a new logo, and in that logo, I've got aspects of the idea that I want to be able to improve conversations and start conversations. I've also got a new tagline that I want to use, and that tagline is leading new project management conversations. So I'd like to invite each one of you to to go look at my new website, check out the new format. Um, I've 
I also wanted to freshen up the website because it, you know, I, what I thought initially I was trying to make a very clean and simplistic uh, website, and I decided that that it was it was pretty blah, and I, I decided I needed to to liven it up a little bit, make it a little bit more friendly for my visitors, and find information on the website. Uh, one of the other things I wanted to do because I, I want to be able to bring you more into the conversation. And that is, I've added a new button on the website, a voicemail button. And what I'd like to do is, I'd love to be able to hear back from you. Everybody communicates in a little different way. Some people be able to provide communication via the comments that you see on the website, or just by just typing and reading. That's a great communication method. A great way is to be able to have, I want to elevate the fact that you can have verbal conversations. So this voicemail button, I invite you to to use that. Select the voicemail button and leave me a message. And in fact, if you do, if you have questions or if you have uh, comments that you want to share with me, I might even take those uh, voicemails and include those in the podcast. And uh, so, for instance, if you have a question that I could address, leave me a voice message, and I will take that um, audio clip and put that into the podcast and answer your question that way. Again, I want to invite you to see the new website. I'm pretty proud of it. I think it's a great thing. Uh, Love your feedback. If you think it is a little bit too busy or you don't like the colors, you know, I'll take a look at it. Uh, but I, I personally just love the uh, the new look and the new feel and the new uh, way of uh, navigating through the website. And you'll continue to see some changes as I go through and, and try to make things a little bit better for my visitors on the website. Another thing I have done while I was preparing to relaunch the uh, podcast and uh, the new website is I've created a new community on Google+. It's called the Sensible Project Manager Hangout Community. Uh, again, with the idea that I wanted to be able to increase or, or elevate the conversations that we have in project management, I saw a couple things. I saw a new technology that Google came out with in Google+, called Hangouts. Many of you might have might be familiar with it. It is very much like Skype where you, you can have video conversations, but Google's taken it to a new level. And Google allows me to um, record those Hangouts. Uh, you, we can have up to 10 people in the Hangout, and I can also broadcast those Hangouts live. If I looked on the communities that I've been involved in before, on LinkedIn, um, the groups that are on uh, Facebook, uh, even communities on Google+, and different chat chat rooms and, and different things that you have where you can have a conversation. People will post information about a particular topic. You can comment on those. Uh, you can ask questions on those. Those are great, and I get a lot from them. However, one of the things that I think is missing in that type of a community is the fact that there is no face-to-face conversations. And I saw this hangout as a 
technology that can help bring new kinds of levels of conversations. So what we do in this community is we actually have the same type of uh, conversations that uh, other communities might have where you can post information just as I've discussed. But we also kind of center this, this community around a weekly hangout, at least a weekly hangout, where we uh, pick a topic to discuss and we get together and talk about that topic. I then publish that here on, well, on my website and in the community itself. So you can go back and listen to it. Again, as I mentioned also, that Hangout is broadcast online. So anybody, even if you're not even part of the community, can watch that at any time. So they can watch it live. And then if you miss it, you can always go back and watch it at another time. So that's another thing I've started because I wanted to, again, elevate the conversations that we're having. So I invite you to take, check out that community. Go to Google+. Plus. If you're not a member of Google+, or if you please join it and uh, go check out the community. You can also go to the website at sensiblepm.com, and you can check out the previous Hangouts that, you have, that we have there. The last thing I want to talk about is the new focus that I have on the podcast. I, I decided that, and as I talked to different people about the podcast, I, I, feel, I feel like I've been given some good information, but I also, well, frankly, I just wanted to mix things up and, and make, it, make the podcast a little bit more exciting. I've decided a couple of things. First of all, I will produce this podcast now on a weekly basis. I will try my very best to be as consistent as possible. I haven't decided which day of the week I will be publishing this podcast, but at least on a weekly basis, you'll see something from uh, from me on this. Uh, the other thing is I wanted to change it up a little bit. So far, I've done kind of sol- solo podcasts. I intend to do four different types of podcasts and hopefully... Uh, on an alternating basis. Sometimes they might mix up a little bit differently. But first of all, I will do continue to do at least one solo podcast where it's just me talking uh, in, during the month. The other thing I'm going to do is I'm going to start doing interviews. So at least once a month, I will have an interview of uh, somebody that will prov- be able to provide some good information to you um, as a project manager. This might be somebody that is a thought leader in the industry. It might be a new project manager because uh, you might be able to experience what, what they're learning about. Um, and, and it just might be just somebody that can provide something that is of value to you as you uh, go through your experience as a project manager. Another type of thing that I'm going to do is the Hangout community that I described earlier one of the things that we do in that community is each month we will have a thought leader hangout. Uh, this is going to be either with my, it'll be with myself plus one to three additional people that I will be bringing in to talk about a specific topic. I will actually use the audio from that in this podcast so that you can hear that hangout. And finally, I have one new type of series that I'll be bringing to the podcast. 
at least once a month, I will be interviewing a new project manager. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a person that is becoming a project manager and allow you to listen to this person become a project manager. So I'm going to coach them along the way, help educate them about project management, help them understand and answer their questions they might have as they learn. And so we're going to touch bases with this individual once a month so you can listen to them grow in their knowledge and experience in project management and hopefully be able to follow them all the way through to the point where they can land a job in project management and listen to their experiences as they grow more responsibility. So that's a, those are the different things that I'm going to be doing in the podcast. Uh, hopefully, again, I'll mix it up and it'll make it a little bit more exciting for you guys. Uh, you'll be able to enjoy it. If you guys have any feedback as I make these changes to the podcast, please let me know. And I will more than happy to uh, take a look at those things and see if I can keep making it better for you. So it's you bring some good value for you in increasing the conversations. Okay, so now this has been a longer rant than I had hoped for, uh, but I did want to give you a little bit of explanation of where I've been and the kinds of things I've been doing to prepare for uh, relaunching this podcast. So with that, let's let's get into the, the meat of the subject for the day. And now, today's feature. The topic we're going to talk about today is five keys to improve project communications. Now, communications as a project manager, in my mind, is very critical. You are setting the tone and how the team works and is able to communicate together. You are also setting the tone on how the status and the different activities that you're going to be doing on the project is communicated to those that are in management and other stakeholders. I have noticed that teams that communicate well usually are successful. They seem to solve issues well. They work together to get through those issues. Uh, They get work done. They don't have the kind of distractions that happen if there is miscommunication within group members, no fighting, those kinds of things. And they understand the roles between each other, and they're well-respected as far as the roles between the team members. I think so that I think the communication is an important factor. So when we talk about communication, you might think that I was going to talk a little bit about different tools that you might need to help with communications. I'm not going to address it that way. I wanted to talk, I think more important, more importantly is the mindset or understanding what you can do individually to be a better communicator and rather than the tools themselves. So the first the first key item for better communication in my mind is the acknowledgement that first of all everybody communicates differently and there are different types of communications. First of all, there are verbal communications. There's also written communications. And also body language or the actions in which we do. When we, when we do things, the actions that we do, that, that is communicating uh, something to other people. 
sometimes good and sometimes bad. So let's talk a little bit about uh, some examples of the verbal. Of course, uh, if a verbal example is if, if you're having a conversation one-on-one with an individual, you also might be talking to a group of people. Written communication can be in the form of either an email, uh, formal documents, maybe instant messaging. Body language can be as simple as the rolling of an eye or the way that an expression is or as pretty dramatic as falling asleep during a meeting. So think of that that communication that you're having through your body language. It's, it's even things like how you fold your arms, how open you are with your body language to other people. That is, uh, that is something to recognize. So the first key is to understand that there are different types of communications. Secondly, we need to understand our audience. The type of things that we want to think about when we're thinking about our audience are a couple pretty obvious things. What is the language that they speak of? Uh, are they, is that language in which you're speaking their, their native language? Is it something that they have learned as a second or third language that might help understand how you might communicate with them? What, what is their level of education? Are they well-educated? Are they nearly the same level of education that you are? Do you have to communicate a little bit differently to somebody that is of higher education to you? Or do you communicate differently to those people that do not have as much education? Now, I'm not talking about talking up or down to a person. That's not what I, that's not effective communication. It's just understanding the level of education they might have to help you understand. So, for instance, if I am talking to a physician, that physician is going to be using or can use words that I have no idea because I have not, I'm not educated of those kinds of terminology. And so it's important for a good doctor to communicate to me in layman's terms so that I can understand the concepts just because of my education is different from their education. The same is true with projects. So some people might have the same kind of understanding about project terminology and others might not. What is their role in the project? Are they a customer? Are they an engineer? An executive? A laborer? Are they just one of the team members? Are there some kind of shareholder? So depending on their role in the project or about the project will also determine how you might communicate to that individual. An example of where it is important to understand the audience is when you're writing a, a status report. If you're writing a status report to your manager, that might be a little bit different level of detail and understanding than if you're writing a report to an executive. The Your direct line manager might have the need to have more detail than the executive. So understanding your audience when you're writing a report is definitely important to be able to write that report to the level 
in which they need to understand or the information that they need to obtain from that report. So the second item is understanding your audience. The third key is to remember that communication is a two-way communication or conversation. Again, that can be done both verbal, we often think of it as verbal, but it also can be written and body language. It is important when we have we are having a conversation with somebody that it is truly with somebody, not talking to somebody. I know that if I am talking to somebody, then I am speaking, but not necessarily listening. If I'm talking with somebody, I am I might communicate my thought and then I stop and listen to their point of view. And that is really important. If we learn to understand that uh, most of the communication that happens in a two-way conversation is listening and understanding what the other person is saying, not just the words that they're saying. Sometimes it's, it's the meanings behind the words that it is important to understand. So sometimes asking questions during the conversation so that you can reflect and understand what they are saying so that you're, you really are having a two-way conversation. That is so important. I feel that this is such an important thing that I do probably more listening than talking, uh, and which is kind of weird because I'm on the podcast. So even in this kind of situation, when I am talking on, a, on the, this podcast, this is a one-way conversation, kind of, because in this conversation, I want to be able to hear back from you. And the way I have to do that is to be able to listen <clears throat> listen to you, your comments that you might have. And that, that, that two-way conversation is really important to understand that we are talking together uh, and not just it's a one-way. Now, how do you do this when you are using written conversations? Uh, understand that when there is verbal conversation, there is all immediate feedback uh, as to what the other person is thinking because you're having a live conversation. When you are doing written conversations, then, for example, when you're doing a report, you can still do things that will show that you are having a two-way conversation. So if I'm going to do a report, I might make sure that I, as I mentioned before, understand the audience, but do more than that. Understand what they are looking for in the report. Uh, so before I write a report, I would go and find out, all right, what does this exec executive want in the, as far as information? Then you provide that type of information in the report. That, is, in my mind, is having a two-way conversation in a report. And then once you produce that report, get feedback on what information additional information you might need to have in there and does that meet their needs 
another example of, of two-way conversation when it's written is an email. Now, understand, again, the, the whole delay portion of things. And the miscommunication happens when there's misunderstandings. So when you're writing an email, if you're thorough and you, and you think about, again, your audience and you think about what they might want to have, you can, you can include the things in the, in the email that they would want to hear or learn about. And as you craft an email, listen for the response as they respond. Another example that has a little bit shorter time frame for communication or two-way conversation is the instant messenger. Even in, with that little bit of a delay you, you might have in instant messenger, there is still sometimes miscommunication. So make sure you understand when it's written communication, having that uh, two-way conversation is a little tough because of the delay. Of course, the best way to have two-way communication is a face-to-face uh, discussion or over the phone. Uh, I still believe face-to-face is the most, uh, most effective two-way communication because you are not only listening or hearing the words that are, are being spoken, but they, you are also able to use that other part of the communication, and that is the body language and the reactions. That is important. So understanding that there is a two-way communication and working to, to make sure that you are using the feedback that you get in a two-way conversation is really important. Now, the, the next key is think before you communicate. You need to make sure you plan out your, your conversations. Of course, when we have face-to-face conversations, we act or react quickly, but our mind usually is able to do that. Sometimes, of course, you probably notice my tongue t- sometimes get tied up because my, my mind is not able to really keep up with what I'm trying to say or my tongue is not able to keep up with what my mind is saying. That happens in a conversation as well. So taking the time to think through that conversation before you might have it, uh, especially the more critical that conversation is, the more time or the more planning that needs to be done. Especially when you're talking about emails or, or written conversation, you do have the time to stop and think about what I'm going to communicate, what it is that they're looking for. So sit down, really think about what they need and what you're trying to communicate. Make that communication clear and be deliberate on the words you use and the wording. That really helps. Getting that information out is important. I usually, when I'm crafting a, an email or a document, uh, I will take quite a bit of time I usually will get somebody, especially the more critical the document or the communication is, I will usually get somebody else to proofread that document. I certainly will read and reread my emails before I send them out and other documents just so that I can understand that I am using the correct wording in that document. So, that is really important to think about what you're communicating before you send them out. If you are upset about something and you're about ready to send out a flaming note, I think it is really important for you to stop and think about that 
sometimes I will even wait till the next day to so that I have time to think about what I might write so that I can clear up any miscommunication. Now this goes right into the the final key that I that I wanted to talk about and that is we need to stop miscommunication immediately. That is really important. I think that there are there are so many different ways that there can be miscommunication because there's at least two people in a in a conversation, the speaker or the writer and the receiver or the listener. If you find that you have miscommunicated a concept or through an email or verbal or whatever that is, it's important to correct that miscommunication immediately. Don't wait. Don't let it, don't let it fester. Just think about that on uh, when you get a sliver in your hand and if you get that sliver out right away, the pain goes away fairly quickly. But if you get a sliver in your in your hand and you let that fester, you don't take it out right away, it can become very painful. And the longer that that sliver is in your hand, the more damage it can do. The same is true with miscommunication. If you've sent something out that causes a miscommunication, you need to immediately address it. Otherwise, it will fester and cause problems. The same is true when you uh, see miscommunications within your teams. It's important to stop that right away. I, I think I've mentioned this before. Uh, I used to work with a, a great project manager that had uh, kind of, he was just a great guy. He had a, a saying that he would say that he would get all of the liars in, into the same room to talk through it. And I think that that's a, a great approach. Not that it's not that they are liars, but the fact that it's really important if you see things that are happening, usually most conflict occurs because of miscommunication. So if you see things that are happening on your team that are conflict or issues that are coming up that are problems between team members, likely it is because of miscommunication. So you get those people together in the room, let them work it out together. And I usually don't like to get them out, let them out of the room until they've come up with a resolution and at least that they're talking together and uh, understanding each other's points of view. So let's review those, those five key items. First of all, you need to be able to understand that there are uh, acknowledge that there are different types of communications, verbal, written, and body language or actions that you have. Understand your audience and communicate to them at that level. Remember that communication is a two-way conversation. It's not just a one-way. Fourth, think, of, think before you communicate. Otherwise, you will have problems. And finally, stop miscommunications immediately. So I thought that that was a good topic especially as I've been thinking about how I can become a better communicator. I know that I have a long ways to go on some things, but I think it's really important to learn to be able to talk to each other and to be able to 
communicate our thoughts and our ideas to each other. And most importantly, as we think through that, listen. So one of the things I'd like to have you do is uh, evaluate a kind of a call to action for you is to evaluate your own communication styles. Think about that and how that communication can be improved for yourself. Think, list five ways in which you think that you can improve your own communication. If you feel like it, share your comments uh, in the in this post to to share your thoughts about how you can make those improvements in your own communication, and that might help other people. To tie into this idea of communicating uh, a little bit more openly and trying to get that two-way conversations going, as I mentioned before, one of the things I have done is I've added a new button to my website. And that button is asking for you to share your voicemail with me. It's a way that I wanted to open up to allow you some Sometimes people don't want to write something, uh, and it's easier just to click a button and uh, send a voicemail. So I'd like to encourage you to share your thoughts with me in, in a voicemail. If you have questions or comments that you have that you would like to uh, leave with me, go ahead and select that button and leave a voicemail. It'll allow you to record, and I will get that. And now if it's a question, and if you, it's okay with you, I'll go ahead and use your voicemail in my podcast and answer your question directly from the voicemail. Well, thank you again for spending your time with me. Again, I'm looking forward to getting back on track with my podcast. I will be producing on a much more regular basis. My goal is to be able to reproduce these podcasts weekly. And you'll see, as I've discussed already, the multiple types of, of podcasts that I'm going to have. So it won't be just me talking. I will be bringing in interviews and I'll have a new project manager that I'll be training to, to become a project manager and let you listen in on those conversations and we can see their progress. And I'll also bring in, as I mentioned, some experts and sharing with you uh, the conversations in a uh, hangout from the Sensible Project Manager Hangout community on Google+. So I encourage you to go out and look at that community and join in the conversations there. That's been pretty fun getting that going. And uh, remember, you can listen to this podcast in the archives here at the Sensible Project Manager podcast on sensibleprojectmanager.com. And you are also welcome to leave me a message uh, through an email if you want at podcast at sensiblepm.com. You can leave me your voicemail, as I mentioned, on that sensiblepm.com and select that button for voicemail. And until then, I hope you have a great day and we'll be talking to you soon. You've been listening to the Sensible Project Manager, Mark Philippi, on the Sensible Project Manager podcast. To learn more about practical project management, visit us at sensiblepm.com.